Inspired by the Gothic novel of the same name, Carmilla is steeped in Gothic lore about two women in a coming-of-age story published decades before Bram Stoker's Dracula. Carmilla is a vampire, preying on a young woman, Lara, who lives with her father and, and strict governess, Miss Fontaine. She lives in total isolation and is struggling to find an outlet for her curiosity and burgeoning sexuality. When a carriage crash nearby brings a young woman into the family home to recuperate, Lara is enchanted by the mysterious Carmilla. The pair strike up a passionate relationship, which strikes fear into the heart of Miss Fontaine. And a complex triangulate emerges between the three women. The original story the movie is based on dates back to 1871. And in 2020, it became a feature film that was based on a TV series of the same name. This was recorded at the roundtables at New York Comic Con, and she starts off by describing the movie. But I think the movie deals with a lot of themes of looking back at your history and and taking responsibility for your actions and learning to grow from them and 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 how that shapes your future as well. So, um, you know, a lot of the characters are dealing with with pasts where they're they're holding on to their past and bad things may have happened to them and then how do you deal with that? So you can choose to retaliate and you can choose to hold on to anger and you can choose to try to seek revenge and feel entitled to shape your future into what you think it was or what you think you deserve it to be because you've had this bad thing happen or you can choose to forgive and you can choose to move on and you can choose to you know to lead a beautiful life despite what might have happened to you in your past and that's the, that's really the biggest thing that I took away from the film and I think it's so relevant to a lot of things that are happening right now as well and um yeah, but then of course it's also still campy and fun. <laughs> we have Kirsch, we have Mel, we have a lot of the old characters back, and um, you know it's the Scoob gang on an adventure and a mystery together again. And Carmilla starts to revamp her show signs of revamping, and and these characters go on a quest to get her life back. Elise Bauman enjoyed expanding the world of Carmilla in this film. You know, we really were limited to a single frame for almost the entire three seasons, except for like maybe the last four episodes of, of the third season. Um, and so being able to put the characters in the situations firsthand rather than talk about it after the fact. A lot of the, of the, uh, the web series was you know, Laura talking to her, her vlog audience about what's happened in the past. Um, but it really does give the characters a time in, in that situation to process things and to come up with a narrative for it. Whereas, and then you can control the narrative and control how you come across. And, and this, we get to see Laura behind the scenes a little bit. We get to see these characters dealing with things in the moment, which is always messy and not together. And, um, and so that was such a, a wonderful thing. Also, I had way less monologues to camera, <laughs> which was my favorite thing, um, to, uh, to, you know, to have more time to play with my co-stars. Um, yeah, so it was, it was a wonderful, wonderful experience to shoot a film. Yeah, and, and it, I think it, it gives the story what it deserves as well. Was it fun to dress up in the older clothes, or did you have the feeling it's like, how could they live in this 
Yeah, luckily I didn't have to wear a corset when I was wearing the ball gown. They let me not wear a corset. I did have to wear one in a different scene and I don't know how people breathed during that time. I think it's such a representation of the confines that we still put women in and uh, I very much enjoy being able to breathe. <laughs> so um, it was fun to play dress up for sure, but I definitely prefer my modern yoga pants, I think. <laughs> she comments on Winona Earp's Dominique Provost Chalkley being in the movie. Dominique was such an absolute pleasure to work with. She came in as such a pro on the first day. She, um, I think the first thing that we did with her was a bit of fight choreography. Um, and I think that was the first time that I had met her. And um, and I'm such a person that loves to just like buckle down and, and get to it and get to the work. And she's very much in the same vein. And yeah, and, and she does play a bit of the anti-hero in, in the film and getting to see her go to that side was such an awesome thing because I would say a lot of people draw similarities between Laura and Waverly and seeing her in this new light and slip into that so seamlessly, that's a role that I would love to play. Yeah, it was, it was incredible to work with her. And I think, um, I think Winona Earp fans are going to be in for a treat to see a, a different side of Dominic. <laughs> Did she and Dominique talk about the connection to the LGBT fans from both their shows? Yeah, we talked a lot about that. Um, the three new cast members in total were just such phenomenal women and such phenomenal presence of, of, to have come into this set with us. You know, all three of them are very political women, and Dom and I talked a lot about the, the social responsibility of, of the shows that we're in and how uh, my world is, is so positive and and full of representation and full of love for this thing and I still hear about laws being passed that makes homosexuality illegal and 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 people committing acts of violence and hatred and it's still I have to remind myself that that is still a reality and that I hope I'm contributing in a positive way to to at least give a voice to people and to give a, a platform to people and a viewpoint to people that says this is normal, this is nothing to feel separate from the rest of the world. I love the way they handle the unwinona herb, uh, you know, the, the courtship of the, of the two ladies. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm not gay, but I thought it was lovely courtship. Yeah. And I believe they really liked each other. Yeah. And Exactly. Love is love. It really doesn't not that much difference. Yeah. So it was it was really neat yeah. to see that and kind of refreshing. Yeah, and that's that's a big hope of mine for the film too. Is that you know we're looking to expand our audience. We have such a, a wonderful, dedicated, loyal fan base that has shaped this series and really helped it grow in ways that it would not have been able to without the support of the fans. I'm really hoping that the next level for that is not only did we provide queer representation to a young queer audience, but I hope that we're able to bring it forward into the rest of the world and just have it be a love story and a mystery story instead of it being 
labeled as something other and something separate that I hope that people from all walks of life can go and see this film and relate to it for so many different reasons because there's so many universal themes in in this film and I hope that people who might necessarily have never seen a, a queer relationship represented on screen before who might go see this film and go oh hey that was a great fun love story slash sci-fi slash you know mystery rom-com um, and just have it be accepted as the norm I also know that you know, going back how the vampire culture was perceived it's like mm. you always would see uh, you know vampires you know going out with different sexes because partly their their food you know is yeah so yeah I mean, and that was like no big deal because well they're just looking at this food. as from that perspective yeah go a little step further you guys yeah I think is absolutely more natural evolution and probably more realistic yeah absolutely what was it like to come back after the resolution in season three I mean we were all so excited to be able to revisit these characters and revisit the world again I agree I think season three had such a wonderful final element feeling to it and when we shot it we didn't know if we were going to be filming anything else and so there was such a sense of like a community finishing a marathon and we were all at the end of it celebrating and it was so emotional and and a wonderful experience and I think that the only the only thing that ever crossed my mind was I hope that we kept the original charm of the web series which was that it was a homegrown project one that was told out of love for telling stories first you know we didn't have a massive budget we didn't have a lot of things that go into normal development and what we created was so authentic because of that and I wanted to really keep a hold of that while we expanded it into something new and brought in new elements as well and I think we really did I mean I haven't seen the film yet but from what my experience was on set I think we really did toe that line very beautifully would she like to return as Laura absolutely yeah I would I would be so happy to to play Laura again and and to work with everyone again it's such a wonderful community and family of people and it's such a rare gift to be able to revisit a story and revisit a character that's not something that an actor gets to do all the time and so from a purely selfish standpoint it would be wonderful <laughs> it's amazing how you know, doing a web series led to something like this it's, yeah it's almost like a, a new pathway to get a film made or yeah. to tell a story yeah it really wasn't around yeah Five years ago. Yeah. Well, even with, with Netflix and other streaming platforms, I think the audience firsthand has more of a say of, of what they want and what they connect with and what they don't connect with because for a long time it's been singularly producers in positions of power who are only concerned with money coming in. Not only concerned, but about uh, telling people what they want or assuming what people want. And I think it's been a wrong concept. And I think, you know, there's always been this argument that, well, it won't make as much money. And I think that we're starting to really blow that lie out of the water because a lot of shows are now successful that, uh, that have previously been said couldn't be told. And I think it's so important to keep on telling these stories of, of diversity in all 
all aspects, you know, not just queer representation, um, but cultural representation. Um, and I think, I think we're starting to move forward in that direction. And I think that studios and producers are starting to understand that, that you can't just represent one single type of person in the media because that's not the world that we live in. We live in a diverse world and we live in a world where everyone is still connected despite that diversity and why not show that on screen? More on Carmilla with the two stars in a moment. What did you take away from this experience? I've learned a lot from Laura over the years. I've connected with her, I mean partially just through my work as an actor working on her, but also, our lives really have mirrored each other in a lot of ways, and a, a big thing that Laura is learning in this film deals with um, your life not being where you thought it was, and that maybe this concrete plan that you had for yourself and this vision that you had for yourself, that there's wiggle room, and that there's opportunities to grow in places that you might not have looked before, and uh, and, and learning to accept yourself for flaws and everything and and once you take a look at that then you can decide what you want to change but you really have to be aware of all of that first and i think laura has gone through a lot of self-realization throughout the seasons and continues into this film too so i'm happy to lend a voice to that and also learn from that personally laura did die at the end of season three will there be any repercussions from that just an old human gal dealing with human issues <laughs> and we've all and you know an ex-vampire girlfriend who's now revamping just I mean, the usual run-of-the-mill already... stuff that would happen on an average tuesday <laughs> the series was based on a college culture was it hard to let go of that for the movie not at all i was very happy to i'm significantly older than what laura was in the web series um one of the blessings of looking younger as an actress and um i was very happy to to move them forward into a more mature life setting not to say that early to mid 20s is also not a time of growth and re looking at yourself and reimagining what your life is and you know looking at that but to have Laura and Carmilla deal with more adult issues in a more mature way, I think is a really important part of it. Because as much as the angsty sort of college-aged drama that Laura went through in the series um, was, I think it's, it was so good to see her, um, you know, trying to start a professional career and trying to decide what she wants to represent in the world and how she wants to do that and what she's willing to sacrifice and what she's not willing to sacrifice and um, yeah I think it's uh, there's a lot of good themes in the film that come from that what do you think our fascination with vampires is it, is it maybe looking at our own mortality through them yeah I think that's a, a huge thing I mean I don't think it's a coincidence that there's so much art made about supernatural things and about life after death and all this stuff and I heard it said recently someone was talking about how we were talking about entitlement and this obsession with the afterlife and someone put it really succinctly they're like whoa we, we humans just think that we're 
entitled to more than one life like one life isn't good enough <laughs> you know and I think it's it's a, almost a way to avoid dealing with things in in this lifetime but it also provides the supernatural provides um, an outside perspective of human issues you know it's kind of like taking it out of ourselves to look at it in a different light and say oh these supernatural beings are dealing with these problems and then it's almost easier to relate to it from a personal standpoint because I'm not emotionally tied up to it and not willing to admit that it's myself because I'm like oh yeah the the vampire is dealing with that and then I go oh wait that's me too you know <laughs> I think at our table next was Carmilla herself and Natasha Nego Vanlis how does this feel to go from the rent to Oh, it's incredible. It surpassed all of our wildest dreams. Um, when we were here at New York Comic Con last year, we shared a teaser trailer that was really just a concept video for the film. It hadn't even been written yet. Um, so the fact that we, a year later, are now putting out a film is amazing. And it's, it's just incredible how quickly the writers and producers and director moved and made this thing that I think is like quite good. Like I think when people watch it, they won't know that it was made in 14 days. We shot it in 14 days. Yeah. Is there a difference in Carmilla this time around? I think that some of her walls have definitely come down a little bit because um, she's been with Laura for so long now that you do get to see a little bit of like a lighter side to her, a side that's a little bit more vulnerable. Um, and also she's just so thrilled to be able to have a normal human life with Laura. So I think there is there is a little bit of darkness that has been lifted off of her. Um, but I'd say that she's pretty much the same old harm. I mean, she really gives no poops. <laughs> I don't know if I can swear. Yeah, she really, you know, she doesn't care what people think of her. I mean, I'd, I'd hope by... If I lived to be like 345 or however old she is now, that I would hopefully not care what people think about me. So yeah, I'd say she's like, same old Karen, but like a little happier. Until she starts to show signs of revamping, which she's not thrilled about. She gives us her take on working with Winona Earp's Dominique Provost Chocolate. Yeah, so it's no surprise now that she plays Elle, Carmilla's ex-girlfriend. Um, and working with her was such a joy. I think I got to work with her the most. We had the most scenes together. Um, and she was just such a giving actress. We, we play really well together. I think we have a lot of the same ideas about acting. And, and so we clicked really, really well. And I was admittedly a little bit, like, nervous to work with her at first because, you know, Wynonna is so huge and she's used to working on, like, bigger sets and with bigger actors. So I was like, oh, my gosh, she's going to think her little show is so silly. But she was just, like, part of the family as soon as she arrived. And, uh, yeah, we became, like, very close friends. Like, she was just, we had such a blast. Like, we'd have lunch together and, uh, chat about life and uh, we discovered we're like a week apart exactly almost too so talked about astrology a lot and uh, <laughs> um, yeah we had a great time I, I just we were like sad that we didn't have more to do together but one of my favorite things about her character as well is that um, there's no like angst involved it's not a love triangle so she does create some drama for our characters but I really love that it's still Laura and Carm together 
Um, but of course there are, I don't think uh, Carm is still in love with Elle, but Elle destroyed her heart. So I do think that she cracks open this sort of vulnerability and this baggage that Carm's been holding around for centuries that she was really like shoving down and finally has to confront because she manifested literally. <laughs> Carmilla and Winona Earp share in common a representation for the LGBT community. I think it's a little bit different for me and my cast because we are queer in real life, so I think it holds a bit of a different weight, but I know that she's very gracious and very caring of her fans. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's one of the things I love we were talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. The relationship with her character and Winona Earp a cute little love story, really, and just to see them kind of dancing around each other and then finally, you know, becoming a couple. Yeah. But that was really, I'm a straight man, but it was just fun to watch because, you know, it's love. It's really not that different from anybody else's yeah, um, Kat's one of my best friends, and um, and so it's nice to be friends with Dom now as well. And um, I, I do appreciate that as um, straight women, they, they play it with a lot of uh, sensitivity and care. Any reservations on coming back after the ending in season three? Yeah, I mean, I was worried about uh, how to approach Carmilla as a human, for sure, um, because I got so comfortable playing a vampire, and I really loved playing a vampire. But I had to acknowledge that even though she's human, she's still been around for centuries. So that's always, like, an interesting challenge to, like, remember that and remember that she's had centuries of life experience. Honestly, I, I wasn't too worried about it. I was just more excited. I was excited to get to explore these characters in a more three-dimensional way and, and to get to like have more time to play with my co-stars because we all just love working together so much that we were just like, all right, let's do this. <laughs> it was really like a, a sprint for sure. What's it like to add more cast members? Everyone was so lovely. It's like we had known them forever, um, which we, which is really lucky because sometimes you meet people and you don't. Not everybody gets along with all of their colleagues. Um, so I think that Carmilla is very um, unique in the sense that like all of the actors genuinely like love and support each other. Um, so I definitely am very gracious for that. And um, I've been a big fan of Carrie G's work uh, for a long time. And I had met her and I worked on the same project as her before, but we didn't have any scenes together. So it was nice to finally get to, to play with her and, and watch her work. Because um, yeah, I'm just a huge fan of her. And uh, her character in Carmilla is so different from other characters that she plays that it was really cool to see her like put a different spin spin on the character. So for somebody just walking into this universe, where 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 are the characters when the film begins? Um, when the film begins, Laura is having some strange dreams and she's a little confused and doesn't really know what they're about, but they're just living their happy little lives. Everything's pretty good. There's no suspicion of anything dark or weird going on towards the beginning of the film. Uh, so it's nice to really see uh, Laura and Carmilla in a, in a more domestic setting and, and exploring their relationship. That way. But then something wicked just becomes. Then uh, Carmilla starts to show signs of possibly revamping. Maybe she's like not sure, but she's confused because she starts to have blood cravings again. Um, and that's something that she really doesn't want. 
you know, I think that she really enjoys being a human. Uh, Natasha, the actor, was excited about playing, you know, someone with bloodlust. But, um, but yeah, so so it was interesting to explore that. And um, I was saying at the last table, but I sort of had to approach Carm as if she was like a recovering addict. Because um, the way that the script was written, without giving away too much, is that she's a little bit lost and doesn't really know what to do with her human life. Um, and I found that really interesting. And, and the way I had to kind of like play it and interpret it is that you know she was used to one thing. I mean, she was a blood addict. She was used to one style of living for so long, and did a lot of terrible things in her past as well, like some addicts do. And um, you know, just adjusting to life where you know she doesn't want to go back to blood, but now she doesn't know how to, to be in the world. Special thanks to the ladies and also New York Comic Con. You can actually watch Carmilla on Shudder. And Sci-Fi Talk makes a great podcasting gift, not only for yourself, but also for friends and family. There's over 900 episodes commercial-free, uncut, and even special programs. The best part, it's free. Click on the link in the show notes for that free lifetime access. This is Tony Tolado. Thanks for listening.